It's like, definitely nuts. A 900 was crazy, and now dudes are doing 900s on six-foot quarters. Right. He was high, too. Huh? He was high. In the air? Like on weed. He was really high. But... What's the, going uh, on there? I'm eating grapes. Are we starting yet, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it started. Uh, I just got us in here. So... What I what I titled this one, and what you're gonna like about this, is I titled the stream, Nigel Sylvester's Louis Vuitton BMX bike is good for BMX. Change my mind. <laughs> Ricky didn't know it. I just did it. We're streaming about it because I genuinely think it's good. What do you mean? What did he put another fucking bike up again? The Louis Vuitton bike that he made. Again? So I don't know. Second one, second one around, isn't it? I don't know. But it sold for 18 grand, and part of that money went to a charity to uh, help kids with BMX, or not BMX, with bikes. Like, help them. I don't even know exactly what. That's crazy. So it's pretty cool. Kevin yeah. Jackson. Do we, have, do we have proof it went to someone? Well, I mean, it. I don't they're saying anyone, it. Man. Fuck that. You could say you're doing one thing and then do another. Oh yeah, a lot of charities. It doesn't do that. sound like he, you know, that's the first time I've ever heard him sound like he's helping BMX. So it, it's really tough for me to to believe it. Well, here's the thing. <coughs> I'm gonna choke. <laughs> that's what happens when people super chat. <coughs> I just can't what? even believe it. <laughs> no, Kevin Jackson did three dollars and fifty cents and said, "Come to Long Island." Where's your thing at, dude? I don't see you fucking putting your stupid little... I don't have it. Uh, you should turn your end up. I can barely hear you. I don't know how to do that for you. Maybe if I angle it more towards my mouth. Oh, wow. I can hear... Dude, I can 100% hear you now. Okay. Anyways, so... Here's my thing. If money actually went to a charity, then... It's good. If it is, a, is as they say it is. Okay. Then it's a good thing. Right. And then there's just me over here doubting the fuck out of it because I don't believe it. Regardless, it's getting a lot of attention for BMX. Yeah. And that's good. What kind of attention? I don't know. Any attentions like that's not like totally negative and not like a bad thing. Like, this isn't a bad story. This isn't like BMX rider murders somebody. This is BMX rider sells Louis Vuitton wrapped BMX bike and donates part of the money. Where'd you see that at? Ride, or not ride, our, whatever, BMX posted it on Instagram and on their Facebook page with Uh, this long thing. Okay. Since you're vertical, I will bring it up on there or on Instagram and put it on the screen. All right. And I'll read it to you since you can't see it. What's up chat? How many people we got in chat? We have seven. I got a, it says that there's a low video output, so I'm going to have to do something about that. Uh, two sec. I had to restart the stream. Okay. So, We'll pull it up here. 
Holy crap, Chris Gold just did $12 and said dirt jumps are awesome. No way. Way. Dude, you got more than enough to fucking buy your camera. I'm gonna. You say that every time. You said that three weeks ago. I'm gonna start recording every time you say it. I'm gonna clip it. Yo, you should get your camera. I'm gonna. Yo, you should get your camera. It's already been almost a month since you said I'm gonna. It won't let me see the caption. Oh, there it is. Okay. So here's what it says. Oh, of course, I put it where I can't read it. Okay. Nigel Sylvester's Louis Vuitton wrapped bike just sold for a whopping 18 grand yesterday, making it one of, if not most, the most expensive BMX bikes ever sold. Dave Mira's 24 karat gold covered bike went, was for sale on eBay for 50 grand back in 2017, but it wasn't publicly purchased. A portion of the proceeds from Nigel Sylvester's bike went to a charity, see below, and then it's got the caption that they had. It says, a BMX bike upholstered with the iconic Louis Vuitton monogram in collaboration with artist Daniel McCrory, the limited edition 218 something or another is rideable art, a functional bike that transcends the worlds of art and athleticism. <laughs> The design features classic LV monogramming on a sleek, structural BMX frame. Together, these elements align notions of dexterity and durability with timeless luxury. The debut of this high-anticipated release will launch with the Grailed X Nigel Sylvester sale alongside of the bike. Sylvester will be selling a selection of grails from Off-White, Nike, Stone Island, Jordan, Brand, and more. A portion of all proceeds will go towards Cycle Kids, a foundation committed to strengthening the emotional and physical health of children by giving them skills to lead active and healthy lifestyles using the fun and practical skill of riding a bike. What does the site say? Go to the site of the thing he's donating to. Okay, I'll find it. I gotta stop the stream again, apparently, because it's not. People are saying it's choppy. Why? I don't know. Like, for some reason, it makes our stream lag when it shouldn't. It's weird. How old's your computer? Uh, like five or six years. Not too old. Not old enough that it should matter. Hopefully, it's better now. I gotta restart it. Okay, so the charity is Cycle Kids. Jeff Cycle Cycle Kids homepage. It's tar it's hard because I'm putting the thing right behind my camera for streaming. Right. So I can't see it. <laughs> Are the people coming back on? How many people we have on? We got eight right now. Hell yeah. It's an what old eight? computer, but it's the top of the line from its time. Which means it's completely obsolete with how they make things nowadays. It still which is works so crazy. though. Okay, so no, what do we want to know? Huh? So what do we want to know? I want to know, the money's being donated to this, where is this program located, which city, which state, and what do they do with the funds that they are they receive? They're in Massachusetts. Okay. Now, does it go to schools? Does it go to inner city kids? What does it go to? About. Our mission. 
Cycle Kids is committed to strengthening the emotional and physical health of children by giving the skills to lead ha- help active and healthy lifestyles using the fun and practical skill of riding a bike. Exactly what I just read. Uh, so we, RBMX just took what they wrote? Yeah, they took there? they they put their quote in the Instagram caption. Oh, okay. uh, it says, we believe the vital, simple, and captivating skill of riding a bike changes lives. We also believe children need to get up and move during the day. Blah, blah. This is just telling beliefs. I want to see what they're doing. It doesn't say what they're actually doing. So they're just collecting money and doing absolutely nothing? Uh, I'm reading. Gotta find it. It looks like it's kind of like a, a program, like a school educational type deal. I'm just always curious with how you get these programs, and they say they're doing one thing, but it really doesn't funnel anything to help. Oh, here we go. I found it. Communities. It's freaking lagging again. Why? Okay, I need to pause the stream on my end. Maybe that's part of it. It says the program is a two-year curriculum for fourth and fifth grade students that can be implemented in physical education and academic classes. So schools are provided with bikes and a curriculum curriculum training for teachers and local police officers and program assessments. Each fourth and fifth grader is provided with his or her own textbook. So they get a bike. And then they get the ride for they like give, a or It seems like they give bikes to schools. They teach the teachers and the police officers locally what to do. And then the teachers teach the kids all of this stuff while they're in school. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's awesome. Yeah. What is, uh, so, chat, what do you guys think about this? I know I'm getting like super into it but i'm always just curious when people throw these you know when they throw jams or they throw donations or they say they're doing one thing i actually am always curious where it goes and right. what's really happening like i just you know what i mean i yeah. guess i'm just human man you know humans don't trust other humans so i'm just always curious right <laughs> someone said it sounds like a lot of bs <laughs> who is that Dan Malinkovich. Okay, here we go. We are proven. Here are the results. Physical activity, 52% improvement by making bike riding fun, social, and safe. Cycle Kids gets children hooked on healthy activity. Nutritional intelligence, 71% improvement. So it's just showing what they've done. Do they have videos of kids riding? They do have videos on here, yeah. Testimonials, okay. video. All right, well, let's just say that that thing's awesome. That That's a good job. I, I really don't have much to say about it because it's, I don't know. There, there's a part of me where I want it to be so cool and all that, but I know that the guy doesn't do much to support BMX in a lot of ways, so it's hard for me to believe any of that stuff. But if it is true and everything is the way they say it is, this is a good thing. Yes. And there's so many people 
who are saying that it's not a good thing. People who are trashing. Oh Check this out. Check this out. Okay. <laughs> Raccoons. Dude, there's a shitload of them. Look at them. <laughs> Dude, let's just pause and just talk about these raccoons right now. Look at them. Hey, little fuzzy butt. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Surprised there's no babies with them. That is the babies. Oh, they grew up quick. Yeah. There's Those a, are gangster ones, man. There's little Where babies running around like here. Those things eat humans. Anyway, Jimmy P, what this is about is that Nigel Sylvester teamed up with Louis Vuitton or whoever, some artist, and wrapped a bike in Louis Vuitton fabric and sold it for $18,000. And then donated some of the money or is, in, is donating some of the money from all of this to a program to help kids through So when I, when I hear the word some... In chat right now, can you guys give me a guess on how much you think he's going to donate? <laughs> how much would you donate if you had a bike and someone bought it for eighteen grand? Well, I didn't pay for the thing, and it wasn't my money. Yeah. And it's supposed to be something like that. I, I would do a lot of different things than that. Like, I have a complete brand new, not a, I have a complete brand new frame with some brand new parts sitting in my car and I'm just waiting to see a kid that deserves it. Yeah. Like I'm in my trunk right now. I have a brand new bike. Like I could, if I was a piece of shit, I could sell it for a thousand dollars. But I have a brand new bike that hasn't been ridden. That's perfectly nice. That I'm waiting to give to a kid. Well, now if a sponsor sponsors me, I don't pay for any of that fucking shit. And I end up that I just don't do that selling thing. I don't yeah. like it selling thing so i would a hundred percent do that but what i would actually do if it was me i would take fourteen thousand and donate it to that thing and i would take the other four thousand and i would go to les skate park in new york and i take a thousand dollars worth of pizzas and send it over there then i would go to malali's and buy a thousand dollars in pizzas there and then I would go to 181 Skate Park, and I would buy $1,000 in pizzas there. And then I would tell everybody, yo, I'm doing a street ride, and I'm giving money out to everybody that wants to ride in New York with me. And I would take the $1,000 I had left, and I would just go get a fucking fat stack of $5 bills. And then I would just have people ride around, and I would just be giving $5 bills out to people. Yeah. Well, and that would be way better than whatever shit he's going to do. Because I... How much did they say they think he's going to donate? Uh, people said, I when I asked the question, how when I asked you how much you would do, people said 4.2% or 4.20%, mm. 420% basically. Yeah. Uh, then someone said probably 9,000 and then said half. Then someone said 2,000, give me the bike. <laughs> Talking to you about the bike you're talking about. Uh, and then someone said, I feel like if half or more was donated, it probably would have been mentioned. And then probably donated three and kept 15. I wonder how much of that money that was sold would go to the uh, artist. artist. Because it's not Nigel's bike Like after that. This is an artist piece of work. Nigel didn't do anything. He probably didn't even build the bike. Let's be honest. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, none of that's his. And I know that he has some bike company that he started that's his own. But, I, I, you know, I work in the industry. Well, here's what I'm saying, though. Because he probably had no part in... Maybe he built the bike himself by hand and put the bike Get together. Get the fuck out of here. That dude doesn't even know what grease is. Get out of here. Well, either he way. Know what so, a 17 is. If you walked up to him and asked him what a 17 is, he'd be like, yo, those are small rims, son. Okay. Either way, that means that the only person that had anything to do with this really was the person who built the bike and then the artist. I don't know why Nigel's even mentioned in it. Because it's Nigel. That's just what they're going to do. And, and I sound like such... See, this is where it comes into hating and doing stuff. But it comes from... There's a history of things that he... Like, listen to what I would have done if that was me. Those kids that have been eating pizzas and clogging up their organ with how much fucking cheese they'd have been eating. Like, there's just so many things. And New York, dude, is dead. New York isn't like it used to be. New York used to be the mecca. People used to, there used to be the best bike riders in the world. Street riders. We're from New York. <laughs> there's some good riders there, but they ain't fucking murdering it like they used to. It isn't like the huge big thing. Yeah. You know? Well, things change. Cleveland used to be the mecca of BMX, too. And now it's not. What one was that? Changa? Changa 1. At the height of Changa 1, Cleveland was the place to be for BMX. I remember Section 8 was pretty good for a That, while. too. Section 8, the flow in Changa. Ohio and the northeast area of Ohio was, like, the place to be. Right. And then, you know, New York was, like, from 2001 up to, like, 2009. And it's just like back to California again and Austin. Yeah. But but either way, I didn't even think about the fact that Nigel really probably had nothing to do with this bike. So people are trashing on him whenever he probably had nothing to do with it. And it's just his name on it. Were, were the comments, were people dogging on the Dude, comments? Dude, so many people. Well, a lot of people were just trashing on the fact that they posted it on the Instagram. Well, the hard part is, is man, what... In what history has he done that makes us support him giving back? That's the reason he gets it. It's not that. It's people hating on the fact that Louis Vuitton is trying to cash in on BMX. They're acting like Louis Vuitton did this. Louis Vuitton didn't do shit. BMX is so goddamn small. Nobody wants anything to do with it. We can't even get Walmart shoes to sponsor people. (laughs) (laughs) There's quite a people... uh, Quite a lot of people saying that the the bike itself looks good, but then there's people who are saying like, "Tell high fashion to cash in on skateboarding or keep this sellout garbage off this page." It's tough. BMX is BMX is like its own worst critic. Like, look at the conversation we're having. It. It's yep. Like, Ooh, that wasn't supposed to get that big. It's like thirty <laughs> minutes in, and we're oh, thanks, baby. It's like uh, thirty minutes. We're like thirty minutes into this conversation, and we're having it about like debating: Did he really pay for this? What is he going to do with this money? What does he have to do with it? Like, I'm going to say that that money. Good night. I'm going to say that probably, probably uh, most of the money for this bike, or I bet half of the money for this bike went to the artist 
Because when you look at this, this is so amazingly well done. Like, it looks like, you know those uh, hydro dips? Yeah. It looks that good, but with... How much does the bike weigh? That's my... I don't know. 40 fucking pounds? 40 pounds know. full of fucking Louis Vuitton doo-doo. I don't know, but it's so well done that you, like, have to appreciate it. Even, even the holes for the stem bolts, like, on the opposite side of where they tighten, are cut out. It looks like a Louis Vuitton, like, stem. It's crazy. It's so, like, and it's all hand-stitched together at the seams. So you, all right. you almost have to appreciate, like, the, just the, the skill that went into making it. And that's what makes me feel like the money probably went a lot to the artist because the artist is the person responsible for how, how it looks and... Right. Well, it's just the rider because of his name. It just yeah. looks there. It's publicity. You know, he does have an agent. And yeah. it's sad that we're having a conversation for almost 30 minutes about this thing. But it's it, it's a crazy topic because it's so off the wall. Yeah, my my whole reason for the conversation is that it it doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting. Because it's it's not the worst thing that's happening for BMX. The worst things that are there's so many other things that are happening that are What's so the much worst worse. Thing happening for Not BMX the worst. Right now, in I'm, your opinion, in your opinion, what is the worst thing in BMX? Okay, it, right worst now? thing in what regard? Worst thing no, for what? In, BMX, in your own opinion, anything. I don't care if it has to do with people selling bikes on Amazon. You know what my? You know what I think the worst thing right now in BMX is the normalcy of hating and negativity. How it is just totally normal for everyone to hate and be super negative as if no one is allowed to have their own opinions or ride their own way or do their own things. That's what I think is wrong the most, the biggest problem in BMX. Everyone acts like it has to be this box and if you go outside of this box, you are wrong and you should be kicked out of BMX. And that's what I think is the worst part right now or worst thing. I think Instagram is. Instagram facilitates a lot of that. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, Instagram, if I go back 10 years ago, man, BMX was amazing. It strived. It was great. Obviously, it doesn't... Well, here's the thing, though. That negativity still existed. It just existed in friend groups and not generalized on the internet. Well, that's that's why it's so easy, because you can do anything you want. How many people look at when Austin Augie was doing that ride-along? He's like, yeah, it's really sad that all these fucking people hate me. And then I see him in public, and they're like, oh, what's up, Austin? Yep. Like, I just read your comment. Dude, so, that stuff yeah. happens to me all the time. During the winter at Ray's, people do the same thing. They'll talk crap on the internet, or they'll say things that are very obviously referencing things that I've said or done. And then they see me, and they just act like, oh, uh, everything's cool. I don't know. Instagram's really great. It's made it good. It's easier and all that stuff. But as the old guy as me, I like how much harder it was without Instagram. Yeah, well, I mean, and everybody, like, here's the thing I've thought about with it. I think the reason, well, maybe not so much for someone like you who's been around for long enough, but I think the reason a lot of people are that way is that they like the era of BMX that they grew up in 
the most yeah, that's true. because they grew up in it. That's what BMX was for them as they were growing up. And that was what was cool. So that's what's always going to be cool for them. And that's why the little kids who are growing up in this era right now are going to think the exact same thing 20 years from now. Well, when I first started, that era wasn't good for me. It wasn't until I felt like I was good. So but you found your like time. Yeah. You've been in it long enough that like you have went through multiple eras. Yes. Like 98, I thought my shit didn't stink. 2002, I was like, oh, I'm cool. 2008, I was like, oh, this is great. I can do any rail hop. Yeah. 2010, you know, the come up era. I was like, oh, shit, my videos are getting posted. So there's just, it comes in spurts. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure two years from now, I'm going to like what's going on right now. Because everybody likes what happened to them before, before what's going on now. Yep. I don't feel that way because I've always ridden exactly the same as I do. And I just like, I'm never going to change in the yeah, way the like, outside you're like ryan nyquist why don't you just fucking dye your hair blue and grow a mustache and put a blue mustache on or a goatee why would i do that because that's what ryan nyquist did in the late 90s well i'm me i'm just gonna yes, keep my long ryan hair forever never changed he's done the same bike and the same the same thing and he's just still like an absolute shredder i'm not saying he's not a shredder i'm just saying he does the same exact fucking thing he's done since the beginning yeah Yes. And that's take second place all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's placing better now. That's That does kind of suck for him. Like, he's been amazing for so long and hasn't been no, like, just hasn't, like, consistently won. Well, look at the person he was up against, man. The it, number one guy. Dave uh, Mira, yeah. Skate park riding wouldn't be, contest riding wouldn't be what it is today without without Dave Mira. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. So competitive. Yep. And it's, but regardless, letting the outside world of BMX, like, influence what BMX is to you, not saying you, but just in general, kind of is a way to set yourself up for disappointment. When you get older, it just becomes so nostalgic to you. Like, there's just such a great feel. That's why, like, if you watch video games right now, they're bringing back all the original video games from when they first started. And they're bringing them out like they're brand new again. Mm-hmm. Like, Final Fantasy rebooted everything, went there. Star Wars is rebooting everything, coming back there. And it's just a way of making something that you loved before. And now you can play it at nowadays with the graphics and everything it is. I mean, shit. 25 years later, now we got the Lion King, but in the real life. Like, yeah. They did that with <laughs> Jungle Book. Uh, they did another Jumanji movie, and now they're doing the third one. Jurassic they're Park. Mulan. They're doing Mulan. Yeah. All that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that, like, uh, BMX is, I don't know. It's just, it, it's such a beautiful thing. And then it's such a hateful thing. Like, I love it and hate it at the same time. And I always hate BMX after I session really hard and I'm super tired. I'm like, fuck, dude. I just wasted five hours of my life. I just need to get home. That's how I feel after a really hard session. And then I get home and I eat and shower up and I'm like, fuck, dude. Today was good. I want to ask the chat. Do you guys... do? got chat? Only eight people for some reason today. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um... 
I want to ask you guys, do any of you have a legitimate argument of why this Louis Vuitton thing might be bad for BMX? No one's tried to change my mind. I think that there's just reasonable people who watch this. <laughs> well, maybe it's because they're in the 30s and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. There's so many people who aren't commenting because they don't care. All you're seeing is the people who are commenting because they care. Right, but then you got people that just enjoy this and love the conversations that we have. Yeah, well, I'm talking like on the, the post. Uh, I don't even... I don't even pay attention sometimes because it's just, I mean, we've discussed it so many times. It's like, I don't know. I, I see, I, I'm just, a lot of it seems favoritism to me, a lot of it. Just like with Vital. I like Vital. Vital's done so much for BMX over the years, but it's always just very, 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 very favoritism. Yeah. Oh, speaking of things, did you see that Chad Curley's doing a game of bikes? Yes, I talked about that. You should go win it. <laughs> because I you... I, I lose every single fucking time I play bike because I totally do not give a shit about the winning part. I just want you to say, what the hell did you just do? That's my favorite part in the game yeah. of bike. Here's... Honestly, I could have just, instead of trying to do that Behringer five fucking times, yeah. where I was ahead, all I had to do was a foot jam bar spin and then yep. do something that I know you can't do, which is the same as you. I could have done the exact same thing, yeah. Yeah, you could have went foot to ice, but I don't like playing games of bike like that. No, that's not I, fun. That's the most dumbest shit in the world. Yep. Like, and that's what, about, that, well, here's the thing. That's what this game of bike on flat ground is going to be. <clears throat> it's going to be, because people aren't trying to like teach the other person they're riding with in this. It's a contest. So it's just going to be people doing tricks that they really don't think the other person can even attempt. If Stevie Churchill wasn't as bad as he is now, which I don't want to get into that topic, but Stevie Churchill would be the hardest motherfucker on a game of flat. Yeah. You know who else would be, though? Huh? You know who else would be? Who? Eric Elstram. You know who else would be? Who? Shane Weston. Probably. You know who else would be? Who's that? That fucking Russian kid on Red Bull. Kostya. Holy shit. In the thing about it is, the person who's going to win is the person who can do bar spins both ways, tail whips both ways, as well as weird stuff. Like the weird tricks. Like stuff we would do. Because they're going to be the person who can beat like a Chad Curley who's doing 180 bar to fakey bar, to half cab bar, and then they can also turn around and set a freaking bunny hop saran wrap. Alex Liebrock. Alex, I don't I guarantee you're not gonna see this, but you need to do this game of bike because you will win. Why he does all that shit? He can do, he can do bunny hop decades? He can do any bunny hop like bar spin, tail whip type trick. He does he's tried bunny hop triple bars and gotten close. I thought that that ostrative, what, what's that kid's name? I Kostya. I heard he was doing bunny hop trip. He probably was, but Alex like is just this dude from Ohio who can do bunny hop double, straight doubles. He can do when he's riding skate parts and stuff. He can. He's just like Nyquist. He can do regular and opposite straight double trucks. 
270 bars and stuff and he can do all that stuff on flat ground plus he can do bunny hops saran wraps and all that other weird stuff that would win somebody sets a hop whip and then a hop switch whip he's gonna do both of them and then set a weird trick to get him a letter I just do a lot of cross-armed and cross-leg tricks. Yeah. I'll do a hop no-foot candy bar and do a hop switch or uh, cross-footed crank flip. Can you do, can you do, uh, have you ever tried crank flip candy bar? I have. Uh, I can do it. Bunny hop? Yeah. I did it when we were at Tenafly. You just weren't paying attention. You were ending your live stream. They're not like bunny hop ones. Are obviously, they're not super extended. And I do them. I froze. Oh, I did freeze. But they can hear me. I don't know what happened. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I froze with my eyes closed. What is going on today? I don't know, man. It's really funny, but I, you're... I figured out the cheat code. If you got knee pads and shin guards, you could just kick kick flips all day long and not give a fuck. That's exactly it. That's what I do. <laughs> like literally. So, uh, did the huck jam go down today? I don't know. How come you weren't invited to that? I thought you were riding for nowhere. Oh, corn huck it. I had a family reunion yesterday. Did you've never gone? I went to it in 2014. Oh my god, 17 years ago. Jesus, Grandpa. Whatever. What, what did Carl say since you didn't come? I haven't talked to him. <laughs> I don't know what's How going far on. Is it for you? What? How far is Nebraska? 15 hours. Jesus. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> I need to get my camera working so I can show the comment I just got on YouTube. Why? What happened? I gotta show what it. What do you mean on YouTube or on YouTube, like on a on like a video on YouTube? One of your other videos? Yeah. It gives me a notification whenever I uh, get comments. How many people we got online? Ten. Oh, it's growing. I don't know why my screen, my camera disappeared now. This is all bad, dude. This is going to be the worst one we've ever had, huh? Yeah, probably. It's Are okay. Are still on there? You have to have bad ones. Yeah, I'm going to restart my stuff. Good. I'm in again. We're back. We're good. Okay. So anyways, Rick, it's his potato internet. It's not my potato internet because my internet's fine. There's the comment I just got, everybody. I'm sure that you can see it. Your bars are gay. This is all just... Today's stream is just not going good. Anybody commenting anything? Well, it says, because I restarted it, it said uh, my stream was complete. What is that? It said that... It, like it ended, but it's still going. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god, dude. My woman's delivering food, boys. Nice. 
I got myself. Best in the whole world. I got fresh fruit. Strawberries, grapes, good to go. Now you're offline. See, there's 12 people here, but it says I'm offline. How? I don't know. Is the stream still going, or what's happening? I don't know. I hate this freaking crap. I don't think that'll work. Maybe it'll work now that I restart it again. This is just common crap for streamers. Guys, let me know if I'm online. YouTube is telling me I'm offline. Oh, there it goes. The stream is continuing. There we go. We're we're back. We're we're having technical difficulties that are really bad. And it's not like nothing is different. Legitimately nothing's different. Ricky has called me from his phone so many times. Oh, everyone's blaming me? No, I'm just saying. Like you, we've done this before with your phone, so it's not you. Nothing's we've changed. Only on... my, we've only done my computer stream twice. Yeah. So, like, nothing is any different than it's ever been, so I don't really know, you what, know what the problem is. You know what we forgot is. to talk about? Shirts. I'm wearing your the Merit Competitor shirt. <laughs> Alienation? Yep. I ride for Alienation. I gotta rep it. I ride for Merit and work there. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah. We still got to get a sticker board and get people to send us stickers. Yep. I think at this point I'm going to have to get a P.O. box. I just don't know how much they cost. Five bucks. It's probably cheap. I need to go tomorrow and see. Well, where you live, you probably have pigeons or pheasants that deliver your mail, so you're good. Yeah. Well, no, it's the Amish. They, t they use their horses. Those people are weird. The Amish? Yeah. Have you ever heard, like real stories from people who actually live around the Amish about the Amish probably not they aren't what people think they are they aren't nope you want a perfect example yep almost every single one of them has a cell phone <laughs> yep they all they're all gambleaholics and they all love prostitutes I don't know about I've never heard that oh over here that's funny. Yeah, I never knew that part. Yeah. All I know is that they keep, when they go fishing, they keep every single fish. Not all of them. Obviously, there's good and bad people everywhere. But there's a majority where every, they keep every single fish. And they, uh, they shoot deer. Doesn't matter if they're big or small. Like, they'll just shoot deer. And like, if you give permission to, uh, to, if you had, like, say you had a pond at your house. Yeah. You gave them permission to fish. They, they bring their entire family and just surround your pond and ca catch all the fish and keep them. So your pond's empty. Not empty, obviously, because you can't catch every single one, but yeah. Okay. Someone said back to the $18,000 bike. That's kind of the whole topic. So oh, I think they, they, were they were tired of the Amish. I don't know. Uh, he just wanted to say something. I think it's honestly really cool that someone would take the time to wrap this bike and sew it super nice. Not the kind of bike for me. I prefer chrome and white. That's a very crazy color. White? For a bike, yeah. 
What do you got? What is that? Is that chicken? Oh. I don't know, but it's going in my belly. How do you say how you say your wife's name? I forget. We don't talk about that publicly, my boy. You have so many times. Hello, Ricky's wife. <laughs> this is good. Holy shit. I'm going to change the title of the stream now. Let's talk about uh the first 900 tail whip that just happened. Yeah. Did anybody else see that? Well, I can uh, pull it up real quick because it's on the BMX Instagram. Show them. Hopefully it's not too loud. The dude went seven foot above the coping. <laughs> you effing animal. What? Well, just the fact that I wish that I could mute it. How do I mute it? Dude, did you see how many followers he has? He has like 4,000 followers. Yeah, I, I thought... Oh, definitely. You do a trick like that? Okay, so... No, it's a 900 tail whip. I'm going to stop playing this because... I'll stop it at the tail whip. It's fun. He does the tail whip before he even starts the second two spins or seven spins. Yeah. Uh, so the 900 is two and a half spins. 360, 360, then 180. Yes. So he does the 900 before the first spin is even done. Or the tail whip. Tail whip. That's what I'm saying. That's so nuts. So like, totally insane. It He just progressed that side of BMX because now everyone who does a 900 with tricks in it has to do a tail whip in it now. At what point, and this conversation comes up all the time, at what point does it become deadly? Besides, like, obviously, well, mega ramp is the worst, but I mean, those guys are doing shit that just makes no sense i don't know this it's it's one of those things that kind of feels like is this something that everyone's going to do or is this the line where it's like we can't do this all the time because we're going to kill ourselves trying to do this all the time now he didn't do that in the run obviously it was during best trick right and so i i don't know do you think obviously this is the question that people asked probably about 540 tail whips like do you think people are going to just start doing 900 you know what I mean I wonder if that's how it's going to be Kurt said at what point does Ricky not eat on a YouTube video at what point don't I, I say fuck you Kurt <laughs> um, I wonder if Jay Miron saw this and if Jay Miron's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Because Jay Miron's did the first 540 tail whip. I don't know. I feel like he doesn't care. But maybe he no. does care. I want him to care. Yeah. Someone said, when someone falls and dies from an injury. We've had 
close enough people that have gotten really close. Jimmy Levan's died four times. Yep. Look at look at Brett, Mad Dog. His life was completely changed forever from what falling. What happened to him? I don't remember. What contest was it? Uh, I don't remember what contest it was either. But he did... I think it was just like a... Man, I don't remember what trick. I'm sure somebody knows. Was it a 720? Someone said 720 double whip. But I don't know if they're talking about Mad Dog or not. Hoffman will post a clip of himself doing a 900 double whip to late bar spin. No, actually, it'll be a... It'll be a 900 candy bar to nothing. It'll be a 900 condor. Yeah. Uh, peacock. Yep. What can you be way sicker? Dude, can you imagine seeing someone spin like that? Dude, he did the tail whip and then did late 900. No, I mean in a peacock. <laughs> like oh. a 360 peacock. Can you imagine seeing someone spinning on their bike like that? Did you ever watch the last prop video? They thought it was going to be the last prop video was issue 50. I don't know. I didn't. Um, Kevin. It's the one with Matt Hoffman. Uh, Matt Hoffman's uh, interview, and he talks about getting that knee surgery without any anesthesia. Okay. Pretty nuts. Okay. No anesthesia. Gets the knee surgery done. They drill everything in there, right? Yeah. And then... They show two minutes of him riding his brand new ramp, and everything in he did it, everything he did in it was all new tricks. The dude's nuts. Like alley oop five forty peacock to like late no footer no like just every combo you can think of the most insane riding. Yeah, Kevin, some uh, Mad Dog Brett used to do cash roll no handers. I think. He invented the casserole, right? He's the first one who, like, cleared boxes with it. Daniel Dares used to do it, like, fly out and casing before him. Well, look at TJ Lavin. TJ Lavin died on that, uh, that 360 at his house, and he got messed up. Yeah. There have been a lot of people who have gotten completely messed up. How do you feel about Scotty Cranmer riding? What do you mean? Just, how do you feel about it? Like him riding again or what? Yes, him riding again. Like, in all honesty, how do you feel about it? Um, I mean, it's. I think it's really good that he's doing it. He's been taking a little more risks than usual lately. That's um, what I'm saying, like... What do you think about it? Like, honestly, there's no bad mouth. It's not you talking him down, but like, I genuinely, well, it's I, I scary. Like, it's definitely it's scary. scary, but I genuinely think that he could come back to at least being able to cruise and do tricks again. He's basically what, okay, what I thought is that he basically put himself to a position where he's completely relearning how to ride. BMX from what like a 12 year old kid would be like going to the skate park the first time 
but he's doing it with knowledge that that 12 year old kid doesn't have like well he's doing it with stuff that he had he just doesn't have muscle uh, muscle memory anymore because he can't mind he knows how to do it yeah um it's definitely Mike Aiken Aiken posting stuff and clearing trails again yeah is he post Mike Aiken doesn't scare me like Scotty Cramner like Scotty scares me well, Mike probably had the same time period where stuff was just as scary. He's just not. Didn't he do a handrail? Like, came back and did a rail? Who? Like a street rail? Mike Aiken. I have no idea. After his, you know, uh, Kurt, didn't he do a street rail like a couple years after the injury or something? Probably. Um, the thing about that is, like, he probably had that scary period, too, where he was relearning how to ride. And he's just not making YouTube videos every day, so no one ever saw it. Kurt said he did. Dude. right? Yeah, Kurt said he did. Uh, Anything like that scares me. My buddy's kid at the trails today was trying to clear the first jump in our small line. And I was legitimately... I felt like it was my first time jumping it. Because he doesn't have trail flow yet. Because he hasn't jumped stuff enough to learn the rhythm so he's kind of just sending it and he's on a 16 inch bike and it just makes you nervous we're both like freaking out a little bit while he's trying it but he cleared the jump basically both times the first time he cased a little bit and like put his foot down and stopped at the top and then rolled down and then the second time he like cased and then like halfway went over the bars but he was fine and it was just like, I guess all that anxiety and nervousness was really for nothing because he did fine. You know what scares me is uh, everybody that is my age in their mid-30s can understand this. Like, we didn't learn new tricks or think of new tricks <clears throat> until a magazine or a video came out. And we had to wait months, three months for the video to come out. Yeah. Or maybe longer. And then wait every month to see a magazine. And then we had to guess how to do that trick, right? Yeah. And then the internet came out. And you could watch videos. And you started seeing things. And you were like, oh, okay, this makes an idea. Yeah. And then Instagram came. And you have all these kids that are so good that they skip the basics. Right? Yeah. They can go to a skate park and they can tail whip down a 10 stair, but they can't 50 stall or, or they can't ice pick stall a quarter. Or right? fakie. Or, or any of that stuff, but they like skip it and they're just like, oh, I got to learn double bar spins. I got to learn tail whip. I got to learn all this stuff, right? The scariest part for me is when we grew up, we went through stages to learn all of that, right? Yeah. So we learned what it was like not to do and what to do. Don't wreck. This hurts you. Watch out for this. Move your body this way. Fall this way. You you develop this muscle memory for falling. Yeah. Nowadays, the scariest thing to me when I see a kid that's really good, I'm always like, I'm scared because I know his injury is coming. Yeah. Like, I'm not jinxing it or anything, but I'm just scared for those kids because the majority of them, like, take for example that little Adrian kid that double barred El Taro. Yeah. That's fucked. 
remember when Mike Brennan was the first person trying it and his wrecks were scary. I've heard, I've, I've had very like similar thoughts about kids at like Rays who get really good at jumping the big line because they never crash on it yet. Yeah. And like, I've had thoughts where it's like, man, these kids are really, really awesome. I hope that one day when they crash really bad for the first time that they don't quit because they got super good without crashing. And that's that's the part. Like, I, I'm always afraid of that. And that's where... Because we just you, don't want people to quit because they crash hard. Right. And, and, and the other thing is if you've been in BMX long enough, you know that people come and go. If you grow up and you started with a group of five kids... By the time you're 35, there's usually, and all honestly, out of that group, only one survives to 35. Yeah. Like, to the 30s. Like, everybody's kids. Like, you know, they might do the, oh, well, I ride BMX. No, dude, you have a BMX bike you used to ride. You used that as an excuse to go to the skate park, sit around, and talk, and smoke cigarettes, and say all this stuff that used to do with standard bikes, and blah, blah, blah. But you're not riding like I'm talking about still riding, still doing handrails, yeah. not just pedaling and doing that. Like it, it, it doesn't like people getting older and keep riding doesn't last long. Like, you know, you got CK that's in there, Kurt's still going, but they could name so many riders they grew up with that aren't riding bikes anymore. You're really lucky if you have one that makes it past 30 and is still with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like nowadays – because the risks these kids take, but they're way better. Like they're so smooth. Yeah, it, there's there's bikes. kind of a line with it. It's like once you get to a certain point, you get enough bike control and skill to fall and be fine and stuff. But there's a lot of kids who get like super crazy good, super fast. That just you hope that they don't fall really bad before they get to that point. Uh, my prime example is going to ride with that Cam Gervin kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know too many kids that go to a 20 stair. And like when you go to a 20 stair, usually the only thing you're going to do on a fucking 20 stair is walk your bike down the 20 stair. Yeah. That's like, you know, an average person, right? A gnarly person like, yo, I'm going to grind that rail and let's do some things on the rail. Yeah. But this kid has a habit of, Barring it and tail whipping it. Like yep. nothing. And a 20 stair is nothing to that kid. Yeah. Like, I've seen him do bigger than 20. I think I saw footage of him do 25. 25 fucking stairs and tail whip it. So it's like, and then he's doing like all this stuff. And obviously it comes from a skate park background. Oh, yeah. But it, it scares me. Like, when I'm with him, I'm like, dude, I'm just so freaked out. And I you just don't want to watch that stuff. Yeah. We were, we were talking the other day, and I asked him, I was like, yo, dude, you're really good at tons of tricks. Can I see I I don't know. Is that trick called a Twix? Bar spin tail a whip. tail whip and a bar spin yeah. together. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can do them almost. I was like, can you do up rail to Twix? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll do one for you. Trying to like, get him to like kind of do some other stuff so he's not constantly sending it down giant gaps. Yeah, but the the, the skill level is so good that like we went riding with him and he was doing up rail to like he could have did up rail to double whip. He was doing up rail to hard whip, up yeah. rail to regular whip, up rail to double bar, up rail to 
180 double bar. Like he just had so many tricks and you just sit back and it's the same thing I say all the time of jealousy. I am jealous. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, dude. I would just love to be able to do bar spins on command. And these kids, like they got that double bar spin push. Uh, you know, there's a button that's on their bars and they can just toss them. I don't know. Kids scare me. Oh, it's totally understandable, man. I'm the exact same way about people. I just don't want to see someone get seriously hurt. Not at all. How many people are in chat? Eleven. Hey. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it's definitely not coming from a place of like negativity or anything like that. It's literally just not wanting to see people die because when you play with fire enough times, one day you're going to get burnt. It's just going to happen. There's no getting around it. That's why people, there's only like two people that you can think of who still send it like insane, insane at an older age. Corey. I'm thinking, I think Sean Burns and uh, Zach Gerber. Yeah, but Zach's young. Zach's like five, six, seven years younger than me. He's a kid. He's 33. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Really? Yes. He just looks Holy young. Shit. All right. Well, he's killing it. Um, but there's not that. Like that's not minutes. sustainable. No, he's not. Damn. Yeah, it's just not sustainable, man. You can't do that forever. Well, Jamie Bestwick's still fucking doing it. That yeah, but that's different. That's not landing the flat. That's not. That's landing on transition to help you. Like you can't be jumping down thirty stairs or jaws gaps when you're forty. <laughs> Definitely not. Maybe you can, though. Maybe you can. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe you can do whatever the hell you want, and you're fine. Corey Nastasio, he's fucking self-filming double backflips and 360 backflips. Yeah. He's superhuman. Huh. I, I, I kind of got a good... I don't know if it's a good mantra, but I used to look at injuries as a negative but I try to look at injuries as a positive now. And I look at it like, all right, if I break my leg or do something like that and I'm out for three months mm-hmm. or six or whatever it is, I get the rest. Like the rest of my body gets to catch up. Because if you ride every single day, you get a new injury. I don't oh, care yeah. A shinner, a stuff. Like I hyperextended my elbow three days ago and it was the scariest shit ever. Like, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Now I know what people say when their elbow's fucked. You know? like Yeah. And I'm like, all right, if I get an injury, I need to think of it as like, all right, everything else gets to rest. I have to heal this one thing. Everything else has to rest. And I have to realize this is part of what we're doing. Wrecking is a part of it. Like, if you're not prepared to wreck, then you shouldn't be riding because you're going to wreck. You're going to get hurt. That's why I don't ever really feel bad about taking like two days off after being super dead. Because if you ride on a day when you're super completely dead, that's the day you get hurt. Ah, yours is different for me. Mine is when I second guess something, I get fucking hurt. There's two reasons I get hurt. One is because I second guess something and I'm overconfident on something fucking scary. Or two, I'm fucking around. It's always when I'm fucking around and I'm not even riding a bike. It's well, when I th- grab that's the thing. 
that's the thing too though is like i'm always wearing pads and all that so like those those messing around injuries like usually that's like a rolled ankle or you know something like that but i'm wearing ankle braces and stuff where it's like it kind of prevents some of those dumb injuries right and i don't take those precautions yeah (laughs) well whatever i'll see (laughs) you i'll see you when i'm 50 and i'm still doing subrail foofanoos you're supposed to come back and say uh jay miron was, was fully padded up and jay was the best bike rider ever so. no, there you go jay miron said if you're not fully suited up you're a fucking pussy so i've just it's always given me more confidence to have all those pads on and be able to send it harder uh dustin was wearing those stuff and i think i should start getting the shin and knee guard ones just the thin ones because my shins are bad and it's one of those things it's like you have to if you have to keep worrying about a cut on your shin getting broken open it can mess with your whole session it's like no just put on a shin guard and you don't have to worry about it at all yeah and that's that's the tough part is is where is what's cool and what's not cool who cares the cool that's in your head i know that's in your head this all the time yes that's what you decide and then the other part is, is how much of an inconvenience is it for me? I don't know. It's always been worth it for me. There have been so many times where I, like, I can remember specifically one time at Ray's where I threed the spine and landed, like, messed up somehow. And my foot ended up in my wheel and, like, it just got went crazy. And it was, like, one of those things where I got up. And everyone is looking at me with this horrified look on their face, like, <gasps> like this ugly, like, oh my God, look. And I'm just walking away. And they're like, how are you walking away right now? Like ankle braces, dude, knee pads, shin guards. I'm completely fine when I, anyone else would have been wrecked. At what point are you going to start wearing wrist guards and elbow guards? I tried wearing wrist guards one time when I had a messed up wrist, like palm. And they just they get destroyed so easy. Charlie used to wear one for a while. Yeah, I just felt like one of those things where it was, it didn't feel like it would really hold up that much. What's chat think of injuries? Matt Hoffman says to duct tape it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said exactly. Just take the few minutes to pad up. Uh, you boys need to stretch. I yeah, do stretch, but I just not stretch. before riding. I just I usually stretch after I ride and and whatnot, and try to take care of myself with my gun and a back roller. And uh, I don't know. I don't I don't usually ever warm up when I'm riding either. I kind of just start going at it, and I feel like I warm up quicker that way. I just get hyped. It depends on what people are there. If I show up and it's a new place and no one's seen me ride, I'm just like, all right, I got to go high as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> At a skate park. Yeah. Like, a lot different. I started, I haven't, when have you, have you ever seen me do a bar spin over anything? No. I've been warming up at the trails, bar spinning the last jump in the set. Really? The last few times I've been there, I first run, I bar spin the last one. I always, my thing, the last few years when I went to the trails, I always 360 the first jump. Like, that's the best Dude, way to start. That one's in my head. I don't like three and the f- anything 
midline. Anything before the last one. No, no, no. You got to do it the very first one, and then that proves that you're going to ride through that whole session. Dude, it's freaking scary. I don't like it. You just got to do the pump three. You got to do the one when you're when you're starting to go here. Your head's already three. <coughs> your head's already three sixty because you swoop so fast. Yeah. You just loft it and then. I've done it. I've three doubles. I just. Ugh. No, but have you done like? There's the eight pack, and I like three three of them in a row, and I couldn't get the fourth one. And that's always been my dream that's is crazy. to just be like Fitz, where he just three every yep. double or nothing. Uh, somebody said, I wear elbow pads and a wrist guard, but I'm 50 and started six months ago. Fuck yeah. Who's that? Bob Marari. Marari. Mar- I can't say it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Bob. Uh, it's, you know, I, I couldn't imagine the fear at 50 because, like, I'm already second guessing when I'm jumping on the shelves. Like, we have those big, tall shelves with all the our product in, yeah. in the warehouse. And, like, I second guess jumping from the second stage to the ground now. I'm going to twist an ankle. Is this going to hurt? Like, I used to jump from the roof onto the quarter pipe, like, off the roof and do the gap and jump, like, just from feet to yeah. over there. And now, if I jump, I just start rolling when I land. Well, that's the I smart thing even... to do. No, 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 no. I used to be able to just jump over there and just be like, whatever, who cares? And now I'm like, I feel sluggish. So I couldn't imagine being 50 and what that feels like. Like, I know in 14 years I'll be 50, but that's so fucking That's scary. a long time from now, too, though. You know? 14 years is a long time. Uh yeah. Someone said, I'm a 47-year-old beginner BMXer, and I want to learn a manual and a 180. Two easy goals to make happen, that's for sure. Uh, the easiest thing for a manual, no matter what you're doing, just keep pulling. Just keep pulling back, and when you're about to fall like this, pump. Like, pump your legs like you're humping. So, pull back as far as you can before you're not about to fall and then just pump and then every single line like just go in the middle of the street and you have those yellow lines just tell yourself like i'm gonna do a line i'm gonna do two lines i'm gonna do three lines everywhere you go just keep trying the manual and i think i was like 13 or whatever when i finally started to get like that feeling for him and it was like i just I didn't do the parking space thing. I just went street riding and just kept manually as far as I can and found objects to go. And with 180s, I feel like it's easier if you do it off of a curve than it is to do it on flat ground. Like, I learned 180s off of a curve. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? You got enough hang time and then just to turn it around. Like, you know, you do the quick swoop. Like, just don't get in the habit of flinging your back end. That's yeah. a no-no. You know, lift your front and then turn your back in. <clears throat> oh, definitely. The the dude who I like got me into riding, he used to do 180s, like bunny hop, like both tires at the same time, 180-ing. Oh, and it just looked like so much work. work. It looks robotic to me. It's very scary. It just looks hard. <laughs> so, it, it looks, looks so like, much harder. It looks like an AFA fucking... Uh, freestyle contest in 1985 and Dave Knorr and fucking 
uh, Rick Allison are up against one another and they're just doing rock hops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I I just, it's so crazy to me, but, uh, um, Bob Skirbo came to my job this Friday and we were having a conversation and I was like, yo, Bob, when's the last time you did a foot jam? And Bob's like, nobody does that gay shit. You're not meant to do foot jams. And I was like, you're out your mind. I know you've done a foot jam. So I like went through the internet for like an hour trying to just look for him to do a foot jam. What's up, David? And Bob's like, what'd you find? I was like, you prick. All you do is ice pick grind. Like, yep, that's it. That's what real men do is ice picks. I've got a good uh, foot jam story that has to do with animal people like that. Yeah. I All made... I made Hamilton do his first ever foot jam. No way. Yep. We played a game of bike at this little pavement bank setup, and I foot jammed it, and he did his first ever foot jam right there. It's really crazy, like, to think of such a simple trick that people don't, like, refuse to do it or just don't do it. Like, yeah. Like, Bob was like, I was like, Bob, you hurricaned a back rail. That's gnarly. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you've hurricane the back row. How have you not just foot jam? And he's like, dude, I will only do 180 bar spin to revert, and that's about it. I'm not doing anything, or like, you know, on the quarter. Yeah. Sprock 180, you know. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't even do sprocket disasters. He's like, that is the gayest shit ever. He's like, when everyone used to do sprocket disaster to 50, who's doing that shit? And it just makes me laugh. That's hearing funny. people like him say that stuff yeah and then uh lino gonzalez is like you're telling me you've never done a foot jam he's like no i've never done a foot jam so it just makes me laugh hearing people that have done such great things in bmx and the stuff that they just refuse to do yep that's pretty funny ow dude my back is killing me well you should learn to stretch before you uh get online and do this youtube live well you know whenever you ride trails and you ride bmx and you also do live streams and you want to do them both in the same day don't have time to do all that we uh found a new diy DIY or whatever the hell yeah that spot that you were at that looks fun yeah it's just an old school uh swimming pool area and then the skaters have been just killing it that's Obviously, so I'm awesome. reaping the benefits, and they're nice. Uh, if they need money or something, I'll give them money to buy more cement. But yeah, it's just great to go. It's in the middle of a town, but there's a whole three city blocks that are like a forest, and it's in the middle of. The oh, forest. that's cool. So it's like you have to walk in the woods. There's a creek by it. Like, wow, in the middle of a city, that's yeah. sweet. So it's pretty, it's not like a big city, but it's it's a it, it, it's a, it's a city or a town kind of thing. But it, it's it's awesome because it it's cool skateboarders that all show up and they're like, hey, my name's Jim Jim Jim, Jim and we just co-inhabit this area and just ride together. Dude, isn't it amazing how like hateful skaters can be in certain areas? Yeah, but it's age too, though. It's just crazy because, like, we have the exact same thing at the park where I ride, Worcester Park. Like, at a certain point in time, every single skateboarder there could jump the hip and the spine on a bike, 
and yeah. every single BMX rider could drop in and go over the spine on a skateboard. Right. Because we were always just like, hey, let me ride your bike. Okay, I'll ride your skateboard. And we were all just cool. I, I come from an era where you just didn't go to a skate park. It's a skate park. And I understand that, and I get it. If it's a skate park, you guys put all the work in, and you did everything to get it here, I get it, right? I'll just respect it. I'll come when you're not here, and I'll ride it. And, uh, Jesus. Um, I get a lot of, like, scooter kids are like, oh, everybody hates us. I was like, dude, it's just your turn, brother. I was like, everybody fucking hated rollerbladers. And I was like, whatever rollerbladers are left have the thickest skin and are dope as shit. Yeah. I was like, it's your turn to get hated on. I was like, we got hated on for years. I, I, I've been fucking almost jumped by skaters, you know, throwing shit at me, throwing skateboards, trying to beat me up, beat my friends up, throwing shit at our bikes, trying yeah. to take our bikes. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it, it's just a cycle. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's just like, it's amazing how, like, uh, North Carolina and Maryland, like, legitimately just don't let don't like bikes at skate parks. And it's just crazy that, and, like, at those places, you'll have people who are so disrespectful and hateful, no matter how nice you are, if you bring a bike to the skate park. It's crazy. Cam yeah. Gervin jumped in here. Cam's on there? Yeah. What's up, Tell Cam? Tell Cam that we, uh, I was just talking about how fucking amazing he is. Yeah, he's, uh, you're, you're a psycho, Cam. We'll put it that way. <laughs> it, it's, uh, the relationship with, um, <clears throat> just co-inhabiting or working together and being together at a skate park. Like, if you get an older head guy he's just like it's a skate park that's what it's called just skaters and they, they're skater nazis right yeah and then you know you get the bikers and some of us are just like yeah whatever i just don't even want to fight about it who gives a shit right Right. and then you had rollerbladers and fruit booters went through it for years and now it's a scooter's fucking turn and these kids are such snowflakes if this is what we're going to use for the new shit <laughs> is they have the hardest time understanding the like hey look dude nobody gives a fuck how good you are it's just that's the way it goes. There's always that low guy. Yeah. You're always going to get picked on bikes, then rollerblades, now it's scooters. Yeah. And it's like you have to go through it. Like, you know, skaters started it, so awesome, cool. You know what I mean? It's just if it's your hometown and you have that, you just have to figure out a way to work it out with the locals. Right. Because fighting with them is a pain in the ass. And, you know, Yep. Like I told you that story of going to Montana and we go to this big, huge skate park and me and Mike Hoder are there. Hoder goes to blast the six foot quarter and this fucking skateboarder pushes him while he's in midair. Wow. Pushes Mike Hoder. And this is Mike That was Hoder. a mistake. Yeah, this is Mike Hoder that wore the same clothes for three weeks, Mike Hoder. And that was, part was a mistake. Of this wasn't the new Mike Hoder. You yeah. know what I mean? And so Mike just gets up Gets in a dude's face, rips his skateboard out of his hand, fucking snaps it in half, throws it in a river, and then just like face shoves him. <laughs> just mushes his face. Yeah, just like <laughs> face shoved him. And then after that day, no skater did anything ever again. Yeah. And sometimes it leads to going like that. Like, I don't advocate fucking going to beat the shit out of someone. But at the same time, dude, who gives a fuck? Like, 
And usually those dudes that act that way suck fucking ass. Right? They're not even good. Dude, yeah. And, okay, so we got a lot of people in the chat saying, uh, I've ridden with lots of skaters that are pretty chill. There's plenty of good people out there, but you're going to come across haters. I skate and ride BMX in my town. We coexist. Yeah, literally, that exists everywhere. It's just like these certain spots with certain people who are total douchebags just because they have the ability and this sign empowers them to do so. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the cops enforce it. That's the worst fucking thing, dude. I've had five or six tickets that have taken me years to pay off. I've had a $1,000 ticket. I've had a $500 ticket. I've had my bike taken away. Like, it, it's the worst scenario for riding skate park. And it's like, I'm old enough now that a skate park isn't worth me getting in fucking trouble for. Right. Luckily, how many do you have, like, within 30 minutes of you that don't let bikes in? I think a majority of all of them don't let bikes in. Wow. That's and, unreal. But nobody enforces it, and it's all prefab bullshit. Yeah. So who cares? All right. I think... Within 30 minutes of me, there isn't one skate park that doesn't let bikes in. But if you go to like an hour away, there's two. And they're always the dopest ones. And I get it. Like if I go to a skate park and they're like, yo, you can ride here, but don't use your pegs. Then I'm not going to use my pegs, man. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's just be respectful, dude. It's not your fucking skate park. Like the thing that people don't understand is my hometown park, it took... 14 years like i went to jail to get that park set up in there we went out we we protested at the courthouse we went on tv we had city meetings we had to do all this stuff just to get it fixed and you know brought together to get this project to work so i understand and we did all that the bikers and then they still made it no bikes allowed and then it took another seven years. So it was seven yeah. years to get the skate park. And then it was another seven years before they like fuck art. Sorry, not seven years. It was seven years to finally get the skate park built, which took about 14. So seven of starting it, then another seven. And then a couple years after that before they allowed bikes. Or yeah. actually, they just stopped carrying. There was uh, that new park that I was telling you about here in Ohio. That's like legitimately going to be the best skate park in Ohio. It's uh, there's a lot of people worried that it wouldn't let bikes in, but it was a it's a BMX bicycling town. It's legitimately like only there because of BMX riders. Yeah, man, and I just like I said, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, but if a dude says that you know they're part of the committee and they don't want bikes there, dude, just don't ride that skate park. Go somewhere else, or do what everyone else does. When you don't see a skater there, go fucking ride when they're not there. Like, it, it's just not worth it fighting and arguing with those piece of shits. And I know I sound like I'm being an asshole. And, I, you know, using the word piece of shit is probably bad. But from the experiences that I've had, like, oh, my God. I can remember a dude fucking spitting on me when I'm airing. No. Like, hit a quarter and the dude just fucking. Dude, I would have tail whipped young. into him. <laughs> I can't tell him. Well, I can tail whip. But you can tail whip enough to tail whip your bike into someone. Well, I ended up just fucking, I ended up fucking slapping him upside the side of the head, and then I fucking stomped on his skateboard. But I mean, like, that's the worst way you can handle it. But I'm saying, things happen. Yeah. And 
and it's just it, it sucks ass someone just gave me the funniest thing ever because they mentioned about how to- el toro now has that ribbing before and after the stairs that, that <laughs> they now? it has like the rumble strip like miniature rumble strips before and after the stairs just like awesome. cuts in the concrete <laughs> they made el toro a bike only street spot they're like oh you skateboarders have venice beach we're gonna give the bmx riders el toro well there's already stuff going down there oh i'm sure i'm I'm sure it's so funny that everyone was freaking out and then it was like oh okay they just rebuilt them hell yeah man well here's here's the good thing how many people are storming area 51 September. <laughs> I hope it's all the stupid people so we don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, there's 404,000 people that signed up for that and I couldn't stop laughing. I'm Some, like, I'm like, you're self-snitching if you sign up for that fucking thing. Yeah, and so many people, like, someone was talking about it with me and I'm like, that's when they debut the, uh, the laser that's literally just going to go through and cut everyone in half. It's just funny. You know what I mean? Like, kids' memes just make me laugh. But getting all the way back to the beginning of this, that kid doing the 900 tail whip was absolutely insane. How many people do you think have tried that before? Mark Webb? I'm sure there's... Mark Webb 900? Yeah. Easy. He does those. He was doing it at the Worlds, right? On the mini ramp. Yeah, he just does them. I wonder if Harry Mayne ever tried it. What does that kid do? He just vlogs, right? Now, but he, Harry Mayne has attempted a 1260 on a real ramp. Like a quarter pipe. Like Yeah, like a real quarter pipe he tried to 1260. Holy shit. Can you yeah, can you imagine? Is that three and a half spins? Yeah, it's just another one added to a 900. Dude, in 2001 or 2002 when Rob Tibbs at the Ghetto Street Jam did a 900 on those pallets, that was the nuttiest fucking thing on those like seven foot quarters, that bowl quarters that they made at FBM. And and now now you got people like Spencer Forsman and just random kids who can just 900 randomly. Well, that's what I was saying. That's the time when we were at Chad's... uh, Chad's bike shop, Chad Powers bike shop, and you know, Matt Hoffman's there and all those guys are there, and I told you that random kid fucking did a nine hundred like it was nothing. Yeah. And nobody even said anything. I'm like, Do you realize that was a fucking nine hundred? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe he was a douchebag. No, he's just a young little fucking kid, dude. Because no, you usually find that like when someone's a douchebag, no one cares when they land crazy tricks. <laughs> Well, Little John was doing alley-oop to jump onto the roof that was next to the vert ramp. At the same time? It, yeah, like... That That's probably why. And Little John went and jumped out of the world. He went to Venus. Yeah, people were probably really hyped on that and just didn't even realize. That, that goes on a lot. Like, uh, at at a Texas Toast, one of them... Uh, have you ever heard the name Chris Markham? No. This dude... Did okay, so do you remember? Oh god, I just have to show you. Um, Jim Selinski trying to 900 and dying. No, I'm not talking about anything to do with the 900. 
uh, I'm talking about just like people landing stuff easily in first try and how no one wants to see it ever. <laughs> like the saying, no, you don't make finals by landing all your tricks first try. Um, he did on the the giant sub rail that they had there, the one that like Van Homan or somebody foofanued. Yeah. He sprocket to 180'd it first try in his run and like I guess he did a whole bunch of other stuff and didn't even make finals. <laughs> well, it goes by who your name is. Look at Tom Dugan. Tom Dugan just goes high as fuck and somehow he makes finals in the <laughs> contest. Yeah. You know All right, what I'm here you go. God, can you... He did that first try. Dude, that's so fucking sick. Here you go, everybody. Oh, God, the green screen's kicking in on part of it. First freaking try on that. And look at the death drop on the other side. Hello from Iowa. Hello, Iowa. Is it Rick Molinternal? No, it's somebody named Wade. Wade or Weed? Wade. <laughs> oh, boy. How many people we got on? 13. We had 15 at one point. Oh, that's sick. Yep. Usually we're up there in like the high 20s. Yeah, I'm not really sure why it's so low today. I think we suck ass, buddy. I think yeah, people well, just don't like the conversations, man. Some... We don't we don't have we don't have really good in-depth conversations about Nigel. We had a 30-minute conversation about Nigel and none of it was super negative. Yeah, it I guess actual... I, I guess we probably should have been hating on him a lot and we would have had 50 man. people in here. Fuck miracle bikes. <laughs> Let's just start talking bad about everything and then the whole world will like us. Nah, it just doesn't work that way. I don't really give a shit. We have I don't the either. people that come on. Is uh uh CK's on here, right? Yep, he's one of the last five comments. What's what's the regular people that you see that's in there? Dan, Jimmy, uh Kevin Jackson. He's always in here. Wade is new. Kurt, Kurt was in here. Somebody free coast ghost is in here. That was somewhat of a new name that I hadn't seen really before. Hell yeah, welcome. What about the fifty year old dude that was killing it? Uh his name was I gotta scroll up. You couldn't even say it. Murano? Marrero? Yeah, it was something. There's Dan, Christian Dan Watson. Was Bob. It, it was Bob. Bob Moriarty. Bob Moriarty. Those fucking dolphins. Joey BMX. There's actually a lot of people in here who I hadn't seen in here before. Yeah, Joey BMX said he's new. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Welcome. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, uh, for the people that are new, which is like one person, uh, the format we have on here is we just talk about BMX topics and things like that. We try to we try not to have a format where it's just like, oh, well, welcome to the show, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to do that. Like, that shit just gets corny after a while. I, obviously, there's a lot of uhs and, you know, pauses, and this isn't professional camera work. But It's pretty dang good, but it's not professional. Yeah. Definitely not. You know what I mean? We just try to talk about things. like. Yep. Colin BMXer said he's new. Hell yeah. What's up, brother? 4130 uh, Machinist. I haven't seen you in here too often. See him comment on my stuff, but not in here. Yeah, man. I, I uh... That 900 tail whip was fantastic. I know I keep going to it, but it, it's just I want to watch to see the best trick contest now. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's someone else named Daniel Zucker who said they're new. And then Joey BMX said, found you guys from Ricky commenting on my half cab 180 challenge. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, did you see Courage Adams post? Mm-mm. Put Courage Adams post on right now and let's just have everybody be fucking amazing. If I can Adam. find the search bar. There it is. It is. I can't type. Absolutely making BMX. Which one? His like, most recent one? Yes, his most recent one. It was four hours ago, and it's probably the most insane fucking thing. Nose manual drop, nose manual, to forever nose manual, to going around a corner, to continuing the corner, to Smith, to nose, to drop nose, <laughs> just, just <laughs> to, other, to other double peg, to 180 half cab. They have to see it. Wow. Oh, I'm playing it. It's on here. That is amazing. That's like when I feel inferior. Like, it almost makes me feel like, oh, cool, dude. You did a manual. Like, manuals suck ass. Like, if you're not doing those manuals, you suck. That's how I feel when I watch shit like that. Is he using cheat codes? Well, that's the thing, though. I think that manuals and nose manuals are probably similar. You just naturally learned manuals first, and it's probably a very similar learning curve to get that good at them. It's just you some... just gotta find your balance point. Yeah, it's all balance, and that balance point, like the Wonder Twins from Arizona, have those with spins on lock. Like it's... they can do nine hundred spins on their nose. Yeah, well, that's Flatland. Look at Flatland. People get no, that good that. on the front end. But it's really great to see it in the streets. Like, oh, it's I, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, the skill. Like, the skill isn't something that's totally, like, unattainable and just crazy. It's just the, the fact that someone put that work into learning that. Like, it's just, like, learning how to do whatever crazy stuff you do that took a lot of time that no one else can do. My, my question for him would be, how many crossbars have you gone through yeah just breaking bars those willies you're always fucking up the top front of your stem and your crossbar yeah uh and trevor told me that his hang five stuff and hang nothing stuff is what feels like he feels the most impact on the bars when he's doing those as far as like putting weight on the bike Right. Because it's something to do with the leverage of those tricks. It, he can just feel it like, uh, what, what's the word I want to say? He can feel it stressing the bars more than anything else he does. I should call Caleb Quambeck and ask him how he feels. Because when Caleb was doing those 10, 15 years, uh, sorry, uh, 11 years ago when I was hanging out with him in Portland and he was doing them for a city block to 180 or to 360 whatever you asked for i'm curious what he thinks of people's combinations now like look at mike curly mike curly on the new we that are not well the newest we the people foundation video that knows willie he does that's fucking longer than a city block yeah i know what you're talking about with a 10 foot drop and then he hits his head so it's like it's it's really crazy like Oh my god. Who's the kid that's from Woodward? 
uh, Aaron falls a lot. Yeah. What about he, him? Remember, I told you he came to our warehouse. He was doing nose willy up the six foot or the seven foot quarter to the top of it to drop in, and then he was doing nose willy up the quarter to nose willy the top of the quarter to one eighty in, and then he did not even bullshitting you, nose willy up the quarter, across the quarter the three sixty in. Yeah, I believe it. That kid's crazy. He was doing. How to- Fuck you, nose willy up a quarter. I don't know, dude. It's just getting that good at any certain trick. When you spend enough time trying tricks, you get that good at them. He was, I asked him, and I didn't think it was possible. He was doing nose willy up the quarter and then trying to go to nose pick grind. Yeah, it's nuts. At Ray's, he was doing nose manual across and then up a quarter to double peg the bar out. Like nothing. First try, probably. Yeah. Mikey Tyra needs a mention on those fakey nose manuals. I feel like fakey, this is going to sound crazy to say, but I feel like a fakey nose willy is way easier than a forward. Don't know why. But I feel like because your balance of going fakey, you're already nose heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never tried them, but I, I feel like in my mind, I would rather try a well, it's like one. it's like a manual but going backwards <clears throat> manuals with a cassette are so fucking hard no what i'm saying is like Vacuum. it's like an opposite manual you're faking a faking nose manual is an opposite manual because you're going backwards on the front end so it's like it's just crazy <laughs> dude x up nose manual <laughs> Look the spongy look one. Uh oh. Where's Spider Man? Huh? I said, where's Spider Man? Well, you're not allowed to have anything near the city like that. Like planes and all that stuff, like, aren't supposed to be flying around like that. That means there's a reason. Hell yeah. There must be an FTL street ride out there and they're trying to get. Ah, must be. Oh, Jesus. Somebody said X up nose manual. The spongy one. Yeah. We played uh, two games of bike the other day. One anywhere and one on flat ground. He'd be a hard person to play. Dude, we we got to BIK on both games. And I just repeatedly tried to fakie crank flip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until he finally got me on something that I can't even remember. Yeah, I can't remember. They're really good games, though. I love it. Oh, I got poor connection. Yeah, I feel like it's about that time. Hour and a half in. But there's 18 people in here now. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Do it's Do you think funny. it's just the timing? I don't know, because we always start at 8. What are you guys doing? Were you guys busy? What's everybody... What's the reasoning for not getting in here till now? What's so funny, the topics that we've had today, I feel are really good. Yeah, we talked about a lot. Talking about Nigel, 900s, kids, just DIY spots. Yeah. Skate park. Uh, 
I'm uh, updating the title here. What are you going to call it? Somebody said uh, eating dinner with the family. Someone said I'm just chilling. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm just we adding the of- topics that we talked about. So Nigel Sylvester, 900 tail whips, uh, skate only skate parks. Injuries with young kids that don't understand about getting injured. Young Shredder. I think that's enough. Oh, yeah. I can't even type that much. Okay, we're good. Cam, uh, Cam Garvin fucking killing it all the time. Right. Um, it is only 645 in California right now. So all of the people that are on the West Coast. Aren't on here. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's too early for them. But then again, there's people in England who it's like, it's too late for them. In Australia, it's tomorrow morning. It's crazy. So crazy to me. Um, Someone said New York City had a crazy blackout yesterday. No way. Is that something that happens? Anything that happens there is crazy with how many amount of people are there. Yep, someone said 3.44 a.m. now. Couldn't sleep. Where are you from? Yeah, 11.44 a.m., Carlin. He's in Australia. Holy shit, really? Yep. That's so crazy. It on is. A, like, on a Monday. You know, that's the worst part with posting, too. It's like, I don't see any of the West Coaster stuff. Because by the time that they post at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, it's too late for me. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't see it until night in the morning. And then by the time I see it, it's already got all the traction and everything, and I don't even want to leave a comment if it's something funny or something because it's just going to be left behind too far. Yeah. Um, someone said, I'm missing WWE pay-per-view for this. Dude, let's be honest. Wrestling hasn't been good since Raw. Raw was the, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely in 1992 to two, not even Maybe 2002, and then wrestling sucks ass. I just like WWF. Fuck WWE. <laughs> I don't know anything about what you just said. I was never allowed to watch wrestling, so I didn't care. Oh, my God. You're so Amish. <laughs> I know. Look <laughs> at my hair. Oh, my God. John, uh, what's up? <clears throat> All right, how about this? Chat, give us a question. Have us answer some questions, or if you got questions for me or Brand, ask away. Let's do five minutes of questions, and then we'll uh, bust Close out of up. here. The Good Netherlands. That's where David Van Vliet, I think, is from. Holy shit. What time is it? 3.46. Holy fuck balls. Best BMX story? Oh my god, I don't even know about that one. Ricky, Uh, best contest ever. Are they? They gotta ask. They gotta ask one of us specifically because they're both gonna be changed. Yours is gonna be like, you know, if I said I was riding in 1993, what the fuck were you doing in 93? I was born. That's what I'm saying. So. That's okay, though. You can give your version, and I can give mine. My best time in BMX? Uh, best BMX story or best contest ever? 
You guys have gone global. We have gone global. <laughs> uh, best BMX story. Ah, oh, that's so tough. In what regard, too? That's the hard part. I, I have to, like, be vague with mine because they're so fucking bad. Like, my good stories. All right, I'll give you one. I, I got a good BMX story for you. I'll try to do it in the shortest version ever. All right. There's 20 of us riding street in Great Falls, Montana. I just got my 1998 S&M dirt bike. I think I'm bad as shit. It's got Castillo bars, red pedals, 44 tube sprocket, Peregrine wheels, uh, hemorrhoid seat. It's the baddest ass bike ever, right? We're riding street and these Indian dudes are like, you guys are faggots. <laughs> and then obviously when you have like 20 dudes riding in a group, like, yeah, fuck you, faggot. And it was just like three dudes. So we like pretended like we were going to chase them on our bikes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck you guys. And they like ran away from us and got all scared. And we're like, oh, how funny, right? And so we went downtown to the local parking lot that we all hanged out in, right? Yeah. And uh, we're all sitting around in a group. And I'm like kind of by the alleyway. And then in the big parking lot, there's like skaters and bikers. And all of a sudden, two lowrider cars pull up. And these big Hawaiian Samoan dudes pop out. They're like, Yo, who tried to beat up our fucking cousins, you little bitch? And then just like 20 dudes came out. Like eight or nine dudes come out. And they just start swinging on everybody. And there's skateboards flying everywhere. Dudes running everywhere. And this big, huge dude comes running at me. And obviously, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get beat the shit out of. Because I'm like, I think 13. Yeah, I think I'm 13. So I go to turn. And when I turn, I don't even look. And I fucking clothes hang myself <laughs> off a parking meter. Just smack my head off of a parking meter. Knocked me out. So I'm laying on the ground. Dude, I come to like three minutes later. And all I see is this big six foot five dude grabbing my bike and throwing it in the air like 40 feet. And I'm just laying there. And then they like peel off. They get out of there. I, like, finally sit up, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Did I wreck on my bike? But I had no clue what happened, like, like I, because I was knocked out for a second. Wow. That's a – oh, and then the next day, somebody at the trails backed up and ran over my bike and broke it. No. So, so my forks got bent from that big old Hawaiian dude throwing it, and then the next day, my bike got ran over. Jeez. I was 13 years old. That, that sucks. Brian, can you be more specific with your question? Are you talking about expectations, our no, expectations, or your expect, or our expectations for you? That's kind of, I can't quite see. Give a BMX story. The only, I don't have any stories like that because I'm a little like old man who stays out of situations like that. But my best BMX story is a, a con contest story how at the uh the first bako jam that i ever went to i won best trick oh shit yeah it was i mean i don't know if it was super crazy or not but uh the night before we were all riding like you do at bako so it was bobby altizer dan sieg patty gross you know all those same people yeah and uh 
somehow 270 over ice back over got brought up and so i was trying it for a while and dan Sieg's like oh i'll try it with you so we both ended up doing it and then bobby looked at me and was like you should do that lawnmower ice thing in it like you should add that to it and i was like holy crap you're right <laughs> and uh so during best trick i did uh i pulled it out and i did it but i what i wanted to do was, was do barred. no uh, i wanted to do 270 over ice stall it back out and go back over but what ended up happening was full 360 so i did 270 over ice and then like finished the 360 and went down the other side and it was like flawless and somehow that one best trick had bako that's awesome so i had uh, dave frymouth and chris rye presenting dude, that's sick dude uh it was cool my contest is i won the t-mobile rick thorne contest oh my god and uh i won a year's supply of monster energy drink and i won a t-mobile phone <laughs> and the funny part about T-Mobile is Montana doesn't have T-Mobile. So it just so didn't work. <laughs> Rick's like, uh, I'll just give you extra stuff, and then we'll, we're just going to have to give the phone to someone else because you can't get it connected. That's so, funny. To this day, I just remember, like, you fucking asshole, you could have just gave me the phone anyway. That's funny. Um, Brian Lowry asked, 40-plus 40, 40 back at writing what would your expectations be about your riding? I mean, if I think back at 40 or if just, I think just riding like when you hit 40, what would, what will your expectations be for yourself? Gonna, I'll just keep doing the same fucking shit I'm doing. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts. Like I would like to be, a, I would just like to still be doing crazy tech stuff when I'm 40 because it, it's obviously possible. Look at Rob How Ridge. How 40 for you, though? 14 years. 40 is only three years and two months away for me. Yeah, you're going to be fine. And I'm still, I still ride every day and yeah. I still get a clip every single day. Yeah. Like once I stop riding is where it's going to be bad for me. Yeah, because when you stop moving, that's when you get old. Yeah, definitely. And I haven't stopped, so... Yeah. Someone asked me what the craziest trick I've seen at Ray's and the worst crash. I am not at liberty to talk about the craziest trick that I've ever seen at Ray's because it's going to come out in a full-length video that I filmed. But what I'm just... Taj? Get the fuck out of here. Taj jumping through that is the craziest My thing. buddy Brian did something on par with it. Really? When you see it, you're going to freak out. I will say Geoff Mead doing that hand. Oh, no, that was uh, Geoff did that foof on that. I tried hand. that before. Dude, it's crazy. I tried that when I had my scavenger frame, and it dented the absolute hell out of it. Uh, oh, and he said in person. Yeah, I filmed the thing that I'm talking about that was the craziest thing I've ever seen at Ray's. Um, the worst, the worst crash, I don't know. I kind of block out crashes a little bit, but I saw a little kid on a 12 inch bike. You've been to raise, so you know, the setup, 
So you know how by the spine, there's those little quarters that are kind of like kicker ramps to go into the wedge? Oh, at, in the very back back. Yeah, in the, the oh, spine yeah. room. You know how it's like kind of like a volcano set up and you could yeah. jump either way to the wedge? This little kid on a 12-inch bike was hauling and he went off of one of those kickers and missed the wedge but landed in a perfect pedal grind where he was like falling off his bike but he pedal grinded all the way to the bottom of the wedge to the flat to where his bike like you know how if you did that you could just roll off the wedge and continue rolling yeah he basically did that and didn't fall until he got to the bottom and he was just fine it was crazy something crazier like just hits a pole at the end (laughs) no he was just totally fine and it was like are you serious it was the that was definitely the craziest crash that i can remember seeing anything that was really bad i just block out i hate that stuff i remember uh i was there a two hip uh a two hip show in helena montana and uh we went riding street and there was this 14 year old kid new named Damon that could do bunny hop whips on uh I think he was 13 at the time and the year is 99 maybe so okay. it's like right when bunny hop whips were kind of crazy maybe yeah. it was 2000 uh, it might have been before that I'm pretty sure but um uh we were coming back to the to the jump, and I don't know if anybody's ever seen the two-hip jump. It is literally a seven-foot fucking just little lip, and then the backside on it, because it's like a trailer, where they have a lip, and then a backside, and then it lifts up, you know, on either side. Okay. With, with, the backside is like this steep, right? Yeah. So we were coming back from Ryden Street, and uh, that Ryan, his name's Ryan O'Connell, and they used to call him Puker. He okay. was like super hyped. So he just went as fast as he can, hit this seven-foot jump. He was as high as the power line. He does a bar spin and lands to Boggin. Oh, no. And misses the complete backside. Doesn't even hit the – doesn't even come close. Just straight lands like when you're doing a curb endo. Straight to his fucking bar and hits his face. And like somehow like sits up looks at everybody and his eyes just rolled in the back of his head and That's he was in the hospital for like three days but it was the craziest situation and i remember like we were all worried there was nothing we could do we couldn't sit the hospital he had to be in the hospital like he he basically put himself in a coma That's like, this so, what happened. so and bad. after the three days when he was totally fine and they flew him back home and he called he just told everybody, he's like, yeah, I just thought I'd regularly jump the, the jump box. I didn't know that I <laughs> like, wow. just went to bed. Like, but it was so fucking scary. Yeah, that was one bad. of the gnarliest wrecks I'd ever seen. Yeah, it's bad. I was at Ray's the day that John Lee crashed. Oh, God. I didn't see him or anything, but I saw like the I saw him getting taken out. Because I was in the Subaru room where the spine stuff is, and you can see... From where you, where I sit at, you can see where he crashed, and you could see him laying there and stuff. But I didn't see anything like, I didn't see any details or anything. I was also there a day where this lady, uh, 
crashed a mountain bike and a brake lever went into her leg. Oh, and and like her bike, they took her out, but her bike was still sitting there. And if you you looked at the brake lever, and you could just see like fat on the brake lever, like when you're eating a steak, it was literally like that that fat. Dude, that's that's what happened to Hollywood's ex girlfriend Nina. She almost died. Wow. She took a brake lever into like her leg. I think or someone told me that. And yeah. it hit like a uh, like a major artery. It hit that's in scary there. shit, man. Oh god, dude. That that is that's fucking horrible. Yeah. Any other questions in there? No, I mean best wow moment you've seen in BMX, but we've kind of talked about a lot of that. You know what a wow moment from was me was when uh, Jace, the welder at S and M, was like, "Yo, you want to see something crazy?" I was like, "Yeah," and he took us like when you go to the S and M warehouse, you just basically walk through a door and it just goes right to where they're building all the frames and stuff. Yeah. And Jace is like, yo, check out Eddie Cleveland's new signature frame coming out. It has no seat post. Or not seat post. It has no seat post clamp. It's The seat post clamp is built into the frame. And oh, that was yeah. such a mind blower for me. That's I was cool. like, what do you mean no seat post clamp? How does that work? And he's like, he just showed me. I was like, dude, that totally makes sense. And that's going to revolutionize BMX. That's <laughs> awesome. I wish I could remember anything like that. I can't remember. But- Either way, it's been two fucking hours. It I'm has gonna been. I'm going to come in here and uh, kiss on my woman and be an adult. Uh, every time, I always promise we're going to be more organized. It's probably going to be the same next It's week. never going to be more organized, but this was fine. This was fun. Definitely. We had a lot of topics. Uh, like we said before, if you guys have any questions or anything, DM us. Look me up on Instagram, Montana Ricky, Brant Moore, Brant underscore You know where Moore. to find me. You're on the channel. Check us out. Look us up. I Thank you for the super channel. chats. Kevin oh, yeah, Jackson and Chris, you guys do too much. Didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Brent Moore's got to buy a fucking camera for his thing. It looks like shit. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Don't worry. All right, boys. Thanks for hanging out. And good night. Boom. Ricky's gone. I am going to head out of here as well. Thank you guys for hanging out. Seriously, though, thank you, Chris and Kevin, for the super chats. Much appreciated. And I will always tell people that using PayPal instead of super chat makes sure a lot more of it goes to us than YouTube because YouTube takes half of super chats. PayPal is exactly the same as my YouTube name, but with at yahoo.com. So. Use that for whatever you want. I don't care. I just appreciate when people do stuff and I never want to ask for it. Peace, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow in another video.